Welcome back, guys, girls, everyone checking out this episode of Talking Stuff on Letterman Row. I'm your host, Jeremy Birmingham. Thank you for joining me, whether it's on YouTube, iTunes, YouTube, YouTunes, iTube, I don't know. They're all pretty much uh, available, and I hope uh, that this edition of Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast by Letterman Row, has found you well. Today is Sunday. Uh, we are talking about the latest Ohio State commitment. It's October the 13th. The Buckeyes picked up a big one today as Ryan Watts, the four-star cornerback from Little Elm, Texas, announced his decision officially. He is uh, now in the Buckeyes 2020 class, the fifth defensive back to make the decision, the third cornerback to join uh, Clark Phillips and legend Cavazos and, and potentially um, a guy that can be a real difference maker. Ohio State sees a guy like Ryan Watts at six foot two, 195 pounds. He might be even closer to six foot three, and sees him as a defensive back that is really in the mold of what they they, they love in Columbus. Long, athletic, long arms. He's got good hips. He's a guy that can can get to top speed quickly, and uh, he, he's not a player that I think is going to be pushing immediately for playing time. But he should be in the rotation, um, whether it's at the nickel position, on special teams, etc., as a freshman in 2020 for the Buckeyes. So it's a big get for the Buckeyes, especially considering they went to Texas to get another top-tier cornerback. Um, the last one turned out okay. That's Jeffrey Okuda. But aside from that, they were able to take a guy like Watts from Oklahoma. It's a much closer drive, obviously, to uh, Norman than it is Columbus from Texas. But um Alex Grinch, the uh, defensive coordinator there in uh, Oklahoma, boy, my tongue is all over the place today, uh, was obviously a former Buckeye coach. And I think there's a, a slight uh, feeling of, you know, a, a good win there for the Buckeyes with Watts in the class. The question is now, what happens at defensive back? Are the Buckeyes done? Uh, will they continue to recruit Jaden Francois from Miami? He's going to come up for the Penn State game as an official visitor. I've heard from people in his camp that he really does love the Buckeyes, and, and you can kind of get the sense that he wants to uh, be included in this Ohio State recruiting class two weeks after he's decommitted from Miami. But I just don't know if that's going to fit yet. This is all about Sean Wade, Jeffrey Okuda, making their college decisions, and then if there's any other unexpected attrition for Ohio, uh, not their college decision, their NFL decision, then this, if there's any more uh, unexpected attrition, you know you don't know what happens when it comes to transfers or or injuries or stuff like that. So I think that there's still an opportunity for Ohio State to add another defensive back to this class, but I wouldn't count on it um, right now, unless it's a player like Keely Ringo or uh, Elias Ricks, who again, as we've talked about over and over uh, on this show and then on Letterman Row in the last year, the odds of either of those guys flipping to Ohio State are very low. Let's just make sure that that's out there. But, of course, they're so good and their their ceiling is so high that they're players you would certainly never um, walk away from and say, hey, you know, we're not going to try. So uh, that's the big news on this Sunday. Beyond that, uh, the, the bigger news in the class of 2021 is that Lorenzo Stiles Jr., the Buckeye legacy, his father Lorenzo Sr., played at Ohio State in the 90s. Uh, he's a Pickerington Central kid you know down the road from Ohio State he committed to Notre Dame on Sunday as we projected he may be doing this really is not uh, you want you want to be careful here because he's a really good player and a, and a really good kid and one that I've really enjoyed getting to know in the recruiting process but 
this just didn't seem like a fit for Styles in Ohio State for the last few months, and there's a number of reasons. Primarily, I think it's just a matter of numbers. He wants to play wide receiver. He's still considering the opportunity or the you know possibility of playing defense, but his heart's on offense. And Ohio State, with Jaden Ballard already committed in the class of 2021, uh, and, and a, a major push being made for Bo Collins and Troy Stilato and uh, Mecca Abuka and uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., I just don't think that this was a fit from a, a number of different perspectives for the Buckeyes and Styles, and that's why Notre Dame, who did a great job recruiting him and is a, a close you know, school that's uh, close to Ohio with a really good football program, obviously a ton of tradition and history, uh, it makes sense for a guy like Styles, and he's going to have an opportunity to go there uh, and contribute early as a wide receiver. He's going to have a little clearer path to playing time, most likely, uh, in South Bend than he would in Columbus, and that, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And ultimately, I just think that the fact that Ohio State couldn't lock down a plan and say, hey, this is exactly where you're going to play. This is how we see you. I think that allowed Notre Dame the opportunity to, to get a leg up on the, on the recruitment and basically say to, to Styles and his family, we know exactly what you want to do. We know exactly what we want you to do. Let's move forward and let's make that happen. So uh, it, it's unfortunate for Ohio State. The state's fourth-ranked player in the class of 2021 is going to be leaving the state. Uh, he is heading to Notre Dame. I do not expect this to be a recruitment that gets revisited. I think that this is a, a fit for him uh, in South Bend and with the Irish. And as I said, it's, it's not anything Ohio State did wrong here. This is just a matter of, of not having the right fit for what the player and the program are looking for. This is not a personality clash or anything like that because Lorenzo is a, a kid who would fit in perfectly in what Ohio State's trying to do, uh, you know, culture-wise, but it's just about the player and how you find a spot for a guy that you like a lot as a player and as a person, but you don't necessarily see uh, the, the plan for him. And when Ohio State is recruiting these kids, so often what they're doing is laying out not just – you know, the position they're playing, but their next four years of their life, they put, they put that forward and say, hey, this is what we see for you. And that's just not something they've been able to really figure out yet with Styles. And I don't know if there's any sense that they were taking it uh, easy on him and recruiting-wise because maybe they thought that they could always come back uh, later. But this is just a matter of, of fit and uh, comfort and, as always, relationships. And right now, uh, and over the last few months, Notre Dame has been the, the leader in that respect for Lorenzo. He visited there for the USC game and has made his decision on Sunday afternoon uh, that he's going to be a member of the Fighting Irish moving forward. So put that one to bed. Jack Sawyer officially loses one of his first recruits because that was his top target in the state of Ohio for a while and one of his best friends. So maybe those two will uh, link up on the field in 2022 or 2023 or whenever those games are scheduled between Ohio State and Notre Dame. After that, we're going to talk again about the quarterbacks. There's not a lot of changing happening right now. Jack Miller did return to the field for the Chaparral Firebirds in Arizona. He had a pretty good game on Friday night, struggled early as his offensive line did what they've done all year long, which is basically open the floodgates and let him get beat up. But Jack bounced back through three touchdowns, including two fourth-quarter touchdown passes to Tommy Christakos, a California commit who's his top receiver, and uh, one of them with three minutes to go in the game to, to secure a comeback victory. They were down 24-15 to 15 in the fourth quarter, and, and Jack let him back. It's good to see him back on the field. He's a player that is really good, and I think this has sort of been lost in the, in the big picture of, of the, the pursuit of C.J. Stroud, the 
talk about adding a second quarterback. This has never been a situation where Ohio State wanted to add a second quarterback because they didn't believe that Miller is good enough to be a, a difference maker in Columbus. What they really need is numbers. And we, we can talk about Jack's injury history. He certainly struggled to stay on the field in the last year. He had a knee injury last year, then a back issue, then a shoulder issue. And that's frustrating for him. It's frustrating for Ohio State because they're not getting to see what he can do. It's causing him to drop in the national rankings uh, as evaluators are suggesting that they don't see enough of him on film in his junior and senior year to really know what they're going to get. But Ohio State's always believed that Jack Miller, as a passer, is one of the best in the country when he has time to set and throw and deliver the football. And that's what he had on Saturday night in the second half, and you saw that. So it's really interesting. Moving forward, what happens here? I I know that uh, we've talked about it ad nauseum. Jack wants to play at Ohio State, but Jack is almost assuredly, and I'm just going to put it out there, I I just don't see any situation where he doesn't end up making visits elsewhere. And I, I don't know... That for a fact, I haven't been told that by anybody. Uh, it just seems like the natural uh, evolution of what's going to happen here at quarterback. The first visit for Jack, as we talked about on Wednesday night's edition of Talking Stuff, is that Jack is going to visit Ohio State for the Wisconsin game in two weeks. And that visit is sort of going to set the tone for what happens moving forward. I wanted to bring him up tonight just because I think it's important that people understand that Jack is a, a football player Ohio State does want in their class. This is not a situation where they're looking for greener pastures. Yes, maybe they could have added a second quarterback who was lower ranked, but you're competing for national championships, and you want the best players you can find around you. And uh, Ohio State is not going to recruit and offer a scholarship to a lesser player for uh, you know for people's emotional confidence, I guess. I mean, this is a situation where Miller knows and has been told for months that they were going to recruit a second quarterback at some point. He wants to play with the best he can play with. He wants to win national championships. If he wants to do that, and he wants to do it at Ohio State, he's going to understand, and he has understood to this point, that means that there is going to be guys around him who can play really good football. That's what C.J. Stroud is. That's what Jack Miller is. And that's why I'm personally, if, uh, you know, if you're looking at uh, potential for a quarterback battle in the in the fall or spring of 2021 between Jack Miller and C.J. Stroud and Kyle McCord, the 2021 commitment for the Buckeyes, I'd be pretty excited because I think that would be a dynamic group uh, of players to, to compete for that starting job after Justin Fields leaves Ohio State. So um, that's going to do it for today's episode of Talking Stuff on Letterman Row. Again, I appreciate you watching, listening. If you can hit that uh, subscribe button, review, like, uh, you know, basically give us some feedback and let us know how we're doing here. So thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you guys next time.